Good morning, everyone. It must be Tuesday. This is a good day to be alive in Christ. And I'm George Watkins, and I'm blessed that you are here today with with me. We're going to get into some good things out of the scriptures, talk about the goodness of the Lord, and to rejoice that we are alive today in this hour we live in. As a kid, I thought it would be cool to live in the 1800s, cowboys and, you know, running the range and carrying a six gun on my hip. Well, those fantasies melted away pretty good, pretty, pretty quickly, I should say, when you grow up a bit (laughs) and you realize that those precious people in the 1800s had a short lifespan. Glad I'm living right now. And I'm glad that God has placed us exactly in the century and in the place, uh, in the family and in the city and in the church and on the job where we can be the influencers of God on earth. I like that term, don't you? We are the influencers. The There's another term I love is the imagers. We are the image of God on earth. Hallelujah. Well, bless you today. Let's, let's talk a little bit over out of uh, Hebrews 11 and 12. I want to talk about the cloud of witnesses today. My uh, <clears throat> caption for, the, for this morning is, Whose life of faith are you completing on your spiritual journey? Whose life of faith are you completing on your spiritual journey? There's a couple of translations that I'm going to just briefly look at here. One of them is the Passion, and the other one is the Mirror Bible. Each of them speak just not differently, but from a a different vantage point or a view. And I want to bring a couple of thoughts out here on this the subject of the cloud of witnesses. We find that statement in Hebrews 12, 1, where Paul said there's this great cloud of witnesses that are around us. Now, those cloud of witnesses are those that have been referred to in the chapter 11, aren't they? And he enumerates a whole handful of them, spiritual leaders that we're familiar with through Scripture and through uh, our study of the Word of God, those were people who died in faith, not having received the fullness of the promise. Okay? Now, I want to go over a couple of thoughts on that before, before we're through today. Let me, uh, let me just pick up a couple of, of interesting words here that uh, shows up in, uh, <clears throat> in the 12th chapter in the first verse. First of all, the word witness means martyrs. (laughs) We don't like that word, do we? Witness means martyrs. Now, I don't mind. I know it's a a sacrifice to go out on the street corner and pass out tracts, or as we did often in the early days of our church here in town, our ministry, we had ministry on the corner where we would hold up signs or we would hold a cross. One uh, Easter, we had our whole church service out on the corner <laughs> of the, one of the downtown streets. It had banners and everything. So 
that's that's a witness, isn't it? Or we went street witnessing. That was pretty common, where we would walk the streets and <laughs> approach people. Uh, as young as young converts, we would accost people. <laughs> you know, hey, are you going to heaven or hell? Okay, that's in the that's that's the growth period we were in, right? So that type of witness is different than the word martyr, but this word witness can be, and I believe is interpreted, these martyrs, these ones that gave their life for Christ. Now, giving your life for Christ doesn't necessarily mean that you were killed in the process, but you spent your energy and your your focus and your love for life was focused on the kingdom of God. Okay, enough of that. There's another word in that first verse where he was uh, talking about, let me read it for you in the, in the Passion Bible. As for us, we have all, we have all of these great witnesses, those martyrs, who encircle us like clouds. In other words, they're all around. They're all around us. Catch a hold of that picture. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced. Now that pierce, that pier, that word pierced is an arrowhead into the flesh, into our bodies. So the wound that has pierced us, we must let go of it. And the sin which so easily befalls us, then we are able to run life's marathon. And that word marathon is obstacle track. Isn't that interesting? So we have a challenge to run the race and it's an obstacle track and it's a contest of overcoming. How often did uh, the, the scriptures tell us, he that overcometh shall you know, gain this. He that overcometh shall have joy, shall be, I'll, I'll, you know, you'll be able to enter into the kingdom. So this, this race we're running this marathon we're on, this obstacle course has challenges and victories. And in that we receive a crown of life and a crown, a reward, a reward of faithfulness. But something else it does for us. It builds our muscle. It we mature in the process. We have we, we have patience that comes to us. And we understand what it means to be faithful. John said in in uh, in First John, he said, he said, count it all joy when you come into these various types of temptations. No, not just sexual temptations or you know I'm tempted to steal something. No, it's the temptation to quit. It's the temptation to doubt God's word. It's the temptation to pull back and and you know, go to sleep. One of the, uh, one of the churches that uh, the revelator, John the revelator wrote to was that they were asleep. Wake up, he said. <laughs> okay. Now these, this, those three words I wanted to pass on to you in that first verse of Hebrews 12, the witness is a martyr. The pierced word is arrow tips piercing us and the marathon word in this passion bible is an obstacle course okay now 
Let's talk just a little bit about the uh, cloud of witnesses. As a kid, I've been raised in church. Most of you know that. And uh, our theology was that the cloud of witnesses, the saints that he's referring to here were standing on the balustrades of heaven, looking over and watching us run our race. Okay. That was what we understood. But let me give you, uh, let me give you three things that this refers to. And uh, we'll see how far we can stretch our faith (laughs) and our revelation in it. Number one, I, I see a, a, uh, the writings of, uh, of the Hebrew, the Hebrew writer. I always think of him as Paul, but that's not agreed by everyone, but it's easy for me to think like that because this book reads like Paul wrote it actually. Okay. Enough of that. They are breaking free from the old covenant. That's the big deal. Quite a few of our scriptures we translate into our daily life when it says, you know, laying not as, not again the foundations, moving on into perfection. That's not talking about getting saved from an, a sinner's life, an alcoholic's life, a, you know, life of a thug <clears throat> coming to church. It, it works that way, yes, and certainly Christ does that, but the bigger picture was they were coming out of the old covenant, the law, and coming into the new covenant, grace, and the resurrection, the cross and the resurrection. There was a huge shift in all the templates of God. And so what they're talking about here when they're talking about the uh, coming out of the wounds and the bruising of the past into newness is the old covenant. So this cloud of witnesses could not fulfill their life. They could not fulfill their life because the covenant had not been made yet, but they died in hope that God's promise, the Messiah would come and the covenant would be made. Now look at this 39th verse in, uh, let's pick it up in the Passion Bible of chapter 11. These were the true heroes commended for their faith yet they lived in hope without receiving the fullness of what was promised them. But now God has invited us to live in something better than what they had, faith's fullness. We we live in faith's fullness. (laughs) Say that real fast this early in the morning. This is so that they could be brought to finished perfection along with us. All right. So what they lived in faith for, we live in reality of. What they were praying and hoping for and and the prophets were prophesying, you and I live in that because we live in the new covenant. After the cross and resurrection, we have been brought in to the family we are in the bosom of the Father. We sit in heavenly places, and we have the authority of heaven behind us. Amen. Now, that's that's the big picture. That's the first picture I want you to catch a hold of. 
the Amir Bible in the 39th verse of the 11th chapter says their lives were trophies to their faith as the substance of what was visualized by their hope and the evidence of things their natural eyes never saw. God saw the perfect picture in us. We now complete the history of their lives. Okay, that's the that's the first picture of that word when that without without us, they're not complete. Now, the second one that I'd just like to refer to and give you some something to chew on <clears throat> is the fact that that um, <laughs> you and I live in a place of God's grace and fulfillment that we can walk and interact with the saints of old. I believe that. We're seeing around the world, I'm, I'm hearing this over and over from people that I trust and I see them as spiritual people, are having visitations by um, some of the ancients, Enoch, Moses, David, there's a, just a number of, of uh, uh, witnesses in different locations that are saying the same thing. Uh, John, uh, <clears throat> Johnny Connor uh, uh, <clears throat> said the other day that he was uh, had an encounter with a cloud of witnesses when God opened up the wall in his hotel room and they marched by and he he could see their whole life, everyone that stood in front of him, and it went on for a long time. Now, the point I'm bringing out here is when we're talking about fulfilling their life, I'm I'm seeing the evidence in these in these experiences that people are having that that um, these witnesses can speak into our life and give us kingdom secrets by the will of God and by the permission of God, obviously. Now, if we believe that we can we can do what Jesus did because as he is, so are we in this world. Jesus had the transfiguration where Moses and Elias came back and talked with him. There was also 500 people, at least 500, that came out of the graves and walked the city streets and then ascended with him to heaven. So if, if, if that was possible with Jesus, possible with us. Now that's thought number three. Thought, num uh, thought number two, thought number three is that you and I have the ability to, ex to fulfill the life of those that spoke into us in the early days. Uh, <clears throat> Paul told Timothy, he said, he said, the faith of your grandmother and the faith of your mother is in you. Now, what was that? Grandma had faith for mother. Mother had faith for Timothy, and Timothy did miracles. There's a mold, there's a generational faith that you can add to. <clears throat> if you were birthed into the kingdom and nurtured by a good pastor, then you're an extension. You can fulfill what that pastor did not fulfill. If it was your mother and father, then you can fulfill that. If it was a Sunday school teacher, whoever mentored you and brought you in was just the beginning. You're to take that revelation that they had and increase it. You see, every time you take something and plant that thing by faith, it increases. So I encourage you today in your personal walk 
to be a fulfillment to those who have gone on before. If you're a, a, <laughs> uh, it's hard for me to get it out of my mouth sometime. If you're a senior, and I am one, <laughs> I do admit, and you, you already have people, your mentors have stepped through the veil. You have the responsibility and the privilege of continuing to increase and fulfill what they started. It may be as, as, as crystal, you know, as visible rather as a church or a ministry or, or a passion for the lost or feeding the hungry. You take that to a higher level. That would be you fulfilling a, a vision that that saint of God that passed on. Perhaps you knew some intercessors that prayed diligently. They taught you how to pray. You have the responsibility to increase that in Jesus' name. Okay, well, that's my Tuesday word. Give you something to chew on and take before the Lord. <laughs> Love you all. Thank you for coming by again today. Don't forget, subscribe, pass this on. And thank you for your prayers and your financial support and all the good comments you give me. Amen. Thumbs up and so forth. Until tomorrow, don't forget, you are the key for victory in your world. Just keep faithful. God bless.